Hello and welcome to Life After Child Loss or Parents Grief. I'm Angela, your host. In today's episode, we will talk about after the funeral. That is one of the hardest thing hardest things to see as a parent. Because then that makes it permanent. That makes it real. And so much is going on within that that time frame from uh, the time your child dies to that funeral and that burial. That's also when the traffic starts dying down and people are returning to their normal, that world never stopped and that's okay we can't blame them or be upset with them because their world didn't stop like yours and it's easy to get upset about that because you expect all that high volume of people that care and love you so much and if you need anything you expect them to still be there after that casket goes down and it's not they're not but they can't be blamed for that either um because again their world didn't stop yours did unfortunately and they have to return to their normal all while you're faced with embracing your new norm which sucks. It does suck. But, and the reality of that is that now you're sitting at home and you're forced to just think. The numbing that comes over you after you learn of your child's death or however that goes you the numbing starts to disappear and that pain it slowly comes to you and it, it start, slowly starts taking over your, your, your whole body your whole sense of being and the anger continues it starts to creep on up and creep out can't hide it and you're forced to just sit there and think about it and replay so many events so many memories in your head um, and 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 hopefully preferably there there will be someone there that'll be there with you be there for you and that'll help that just sit there and be there with you, period. They can't help navigate what you're feeling. Um, just listening to you or um, just listening to you cry or scream, or whatever it is you're doing, to have that type of support, people that will call and check on you on their breaks, during their breaks or 
whatever that's that's great and it helps it becomes an enormous help to you to have that type of support unfortunately not everyone does and I want us to be better at that me personally now this is what I try to do um when I know of someone who lost a child or has has had to bury the child, <clears throat> I learned that to give them their time. Don't go in full force talking about, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. No, you don't. No, I don't. Because like I've said before in another episode, Your love for your child is unique. So I can relate and I do understand, but I don't know how you feel and I don't go in saying I know how you feel. I don't. And that's just the truth that we don't really realize um, that it's, it's unique. Your grief is unique. There are things that I've done that you won't do. You know, um, but it doesn't make us so um, right or so wrong. We just just be careful. That's all I'm asking is that you're careful in what you say. Even those who have buried a child, be careful in what you're saying to other parents who are newly bereaved. And, and that's something that has to take, they have to take their time in embracing it. Uh, it's tragic, period. There's no other way of, of, of saying that. It's already tragic. But um, after you're sitting there and you're looking around and kids have the other kids if you have other children they have to go back to school work go back home to their families you know Um, eventually for some you have to go back to parents you have to go back to work you got to figure out how you're going to do it because like I said that traffic dies down Now you have to try to figure out what's next. What do I do now? And so many thoughts run through your head and you're just, you're lost. You have to, you try not to go in their room. And, but the parent in you, you go in there because you want to just feel them. You you want to feel them. You want to smell them. You want to you want to hear their voice and and you 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 have to get some sense of of your child still being there. You know, and you go in there and you sit in their room and you look at their things. I remember, for me, the 
away, Jordarian left his room where he had his backpack and his jacket. And um, I remember just taking his jacket and holding it, just embracing it because I needed to, I needed to feel him. his game and he'd sit there he could sit there for hours just playing the game like many of our children do now he could just sit there and I wanted to see him so bad you know and but I, I and when I would come out of his room I remember being at times so mad I was so just I was just angry and you, you, you deal with that because now, for, for me, like I've shared before, that I don't I'm disabled, so I'm, I can't go to work. I have no nothing else to do. I'm just stuck there. And but I had I had a, a support team who called and came over that you know, stay consistent with that and I'm so thankful and appreciative of that and of them for doing that because they didn't have to. Their lives didn't stop minding. So we can be appreciative of those that do and that are there for you. Um, and thankful for those that did come through during that wave of um, people that came through prior to the funeral. But I was forced to really embrace it as hard as it was. And I remember wanting to be just numb. But that pain, it, it, it's, it's so great. It's so enormous. And it's such a weight on you that you really can't escape it. You, you, have, to, you have to deal with it. You have to go through it. You have to feel it. You do. And I did. And I remember just wanting to be numb. I, I needed to be numb. Um, and when I was able to go to sleep, finally, um, the dreams. Oh my gosh, the dreams. I appreciated them. And still appreciate them whenever... I get to see my son and I get to hear his voice and hug him. Those are the best. They are the best. Again, these are things that happen more so after that that funeral. After that casket goes down. And um, for so many, you know, we have to figure out how to embrace this and live and parent continue to parent our other children or if you have younger children you still have to be a parent to your older children and I think that um, that's some of the hardest things to do they really are
another thing you have to deal with is your focus after the funeral. Nothing already makes sense. Nothing makes sense to you. And it's so hard to focus on anything. You know, your mind is still in shambles and will be for some time. And uh, if you're, for me, there's certain things I tried. I tried to read a book and it didn't work. Nothing made sense. Tried to watch TV, that didn't help. I remember even watching comedies, you know, and I didn't find anything funny. I didn't, and it. I, I don't think that it was that the show wasn't funny. I think it was that I felt guilty for laughing. Now, how can I laugh? How can I find joy in something? Here I am still here, and I just had to put my child in the ground. That part, that part is overwhelming, can be overwhelming to you. And again, for me, it was just, uh, it was so hard. That pain was so, so great that had to try and figure out a way to numb it and it it just didn't nothing worked nothing would work and even sleeping dreams I had so many dreams about him and he was in them and um, and I was grateful and, and still grateful can remember every dream I had have had about him Um, and like I said although grateful for them because I got to see him even in my subconscious I knew what would happen in most of them and I think in waking up trying to regain my breath drowning in tears man that was like that was so it was so intense It's an intense time. It's an intense time. Because they say the hard part is over. No, the hard part just began. And uh, it came a time where my family, we had decided to move. We had already pretty much decided that. Out of there, and um, I had to pack his clothes up, and I, I didn't want anyone else to do it. I kind of did, but I, I couldn't let anyone else do it. I had to do it. I know it took me a while to finally get through it, to finish it up, you know, but I didn't want anyone else to touch his things. I needed to be the one because I had to feel him. I needed to be the one to feel him. And uh, it can take a lot out of you. Death does that in itself, especially 
child. It takes so much from you. And it can be it can it can be paralyzing at times because of its intensity. And eventually you learn how to grieve with hope. And I hope that for many of you out there, especially those who are newly bereaved or those who felt like or feel like they have no voice, that your understanding comes, you receive that understanding that you need to make it through, to keep making it through, and that you don't grieve like there is no hope. That is so important. Whether you understand that now or later, just know that it is important that you grieve with some hope. You are important. You matter. You still matter. Your child's life matters. So many people will tell you, you know, you tell yourself that he will continue to, or she will continue to live on through me, and they will. They will. That was your child. No one can tell you how or how long. No one can tell you how you should feel by now. Because your reality is your reality. It's not theirs. It's yours. For you to eventually learn how to figure out how to embrace it. As hard as that may seem, as hard as it is, and as harsh as it may sound, and I don't mean it in that way, take it that way, I don't mean it in a harsh way, but it's just is what it is. You go through moment by moment, second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. Day by day, month by month, year by year. And wherever you are in this process, in your journey, whatever is happening, whatever you are doing, it's okay. Embrace it. out every one of us has someone or should have someone preferably has someone that you can reach out to to help get you through that moment to help get you through that second through that minute through that hour through that day and 
find yourself back at that cemetery. Just wanting to be near it. That's okay. I went back the same day that we buried my son. I went back twice, in fact. I went back. I didn't want to leave. But I went back twice that I could remember. And I remember going back every day. Because now, having to embrace it. I had to embrace it. And that's not why I went back to embrace it. I went back because that was my that was my son and I wanted to be near him. I needed to I needed to be where he was, you know. Although his spirit wasn't that didn't keep that part. Let me do me and that's what you have to do. Find your way. Figure out what helps you. It may help one day, and the next day it won't. And that's okay. You'll find another way. Because again, you're you're, you're alone, and or you feel alone. Even in a room full of people, you you can feel alone. And depression is 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 creeping up. Guilt is creeping up. Anger is creeping up. They're they're all on your back. You have other responsibilities that you can't even focus on. All you know is what you're feeling. All you know is that your heart is shattered. And it hurts. That's all you know right now. In those moments, and you find yourself pleading with God to just do something. It's evident He's not taking you right now or right then. He, hey, Lord, you you got to do something. And I t- talk to Him, talk to him. if if you're a believer in God. I talk to God like how I talk to uh, how I'm talking to you. Hey, listen. <laughs> we need to do something. Something got to happen. Something has to give. And here, here's the thing. Especially because you have purpose. He's gonna he 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 sits there and he he lets you get out what you what you're feeling. He lets you get out what you're feeling. He understands. He doesn't punish you because you're angry. He doesn't punish you. I believe he loves you even more. Because we're blaming him for taking our our son or our daughter. Because that's what we say. Lord, you you called your angel home. And that's not always the case. Sometimes evil takes our sons and daughters. Sometimes. And or sometimes an illness. Car rigs, you know, and 
accident. Things happen. But either way, my point is, God is not mad at you. He doesn't get upset with you. As mad as you get with him, he doesn't. And so so find yourself, if you find yourself sitting in there talking, you could be talking to your son or daughter, you know, and, and that's fine. Do what happens. Do what you need to do to help you get through. And because, like I said, after that, after that funeral, that's when your grief really and truly begins. That's when your process starts. Because now the traffic again has died down. And you're going to feel lonely going to feel like you're the only one going through this you're not there's so many people who are there for you support groups I have one that I formed six years after the fact strengthening what remains based on Revelation 3 and 2 we meet the second Thursday of every month at 530 at 329 North Adams if you're in the Camden area. But after the funeral, so many things hit you. And for those who have to find themselves going, finding the time or figuring out when um, you're going back to work, and, and that does help some people because it, it kind of, you know, it shifts your focus because that's one thing you ha- know you have to, you know, kind of uh, focus on is your job and being able to do your job. And if you find that you can't go to whoever you need to go to and take that time off and um, until you, you know, you gain some clarity gain some, regain your focus it's not easy but it does help it does help I wish so many times that I could work you know to give me something to do I didn't realize what the Lord had I didn't know what the Lord had in uh, plan for me and I've had to embrace that you know all of it in its entirety (laughs) but again after the funeral that's when your journey truly begins after the funeral even after all the food that everyone brought is gone you have to start back cooking someone has to start back cooking and you find yourself fixing a plate for your child it's okay I did that myself several times break down afterwards it's okay 
if you find yourself in that in that place because you have it to adjust and that adjustment is tough it is tough but just know that it's okay if you do it you'll find yourself putting on a mask to hide what you're feeling you don't have to after a while you'll stop putting it on just after you've fully embraced what that normal new normal is it's okay you don't have to pretend to be strong when you're not be weak cry scream do what you have to do This is your new normal. Even with the dreams, you know, I had dreams. Those dreams, oh my gosh. That embraced my woulda, shoulda, couldas. I had a dream for each. Nothing changed. The good part was that I was able to hear my son's voice and see him. letting me know that that was his time it would have happened no matter what I would have done or could have done or felt I should have done it was going to happen I think now that was another one of the hardest things I had to embrace or get that regardless of anything I could have done or would have done or felt I should have. April 11, 2010, 7.20 p.m., my son was born to die. Period. Now, that won't be the truth for everyone. And that's okay. I'm sharing with you my what my part in this, my journey with this. And I I hope it doesn't sound callous. It's just what it is for me, what it was for me, you know. Because never in my lifetime did I ever think that I would have to bury either of my children like many of you. You never thought. And it happened. And here we are, fighting to live, fighting to continue and as long as you got some fight in you you'll make it 
you're going to make it. Please know that. You have fight in you. You got, as my pastor would say, you got make it in your makeup. And, and nothing can bring a child back. But you're still here with purpose. You're still here on purpose. And although many of us, many of you who feel like, you, it, of course, it, all, you're a parent. Of course, you'd rather go than your, than your child go. Okay? We know that. Please believe. I spent many nights begging God to take me. Many days. He left me here. Whether I understood it or not, at that point, I was here for a purpose. No one wants to hear that. Especially the newly bereaved. You don't want to hear that. And that's okay, too. I guess there is some truth in you understand better by and by. Now I'm now I'm one of the ones that hate cliches, but I've had to embrace that one for myself. I did. But anyway, again, after the casket drops, after the funeral is over, you are forced to adjust to so many things trying to refocus on so many other things you're trying to gain understanding and clarity and it is difficult yet it will be possible it will be made possible eventually there's nothing that can be rushed and do what you have to do to do to get through you're still here we're still here and you are not alone you're not and for those who are fighting for justice we're fighting with you we're fighting with you for those of you battling the guilt of trying to figure out why your child killed themselves we're with you we're here with you we love you and there's nothing you could have done that would have changed that outcome they made up in their mind unfortunately that was the only thing that was the best thing for them eventually you'll find a way to let go of that guilt and we'll be right there with you right there for you in whatever you need 
for those of you who whose child passed away of an illness. We're there with you. We love you. We want you to know that you're not alone. We, we get it. We love you. There's nothing you could have done. There's nothing the doctors could have done differently. To those of you whose child passed away of an accidental overdose, you are not alone. There's nothing you could have done. would have changed that outcome. For those of you whose son or daughter had a substance abuse addiction, you did everything that you could. Those miscarriages you did everything right you did everything right those and the same for those who experienced stillbirths you did it right I can't tell you any of you the reason why I can tell you that if you serve God, He will help you in understanding and knowing He will give you that answer. He will when you're ready, when He feels you're ready for it. I want to say this. I know that hey guys thank you for listening remember to subscribe to whatever on whatever platform you listen to us on follow us on social media facebook and instagram life after child loss twitter at parents grief 101 Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Life After Child Loss APG. This is our last episode for this season. Season 2, we will be doing live video. And guys, we are excited about doing that. Um, We do have an event planned. It's scheduled for April the 3rd on child and teen suicide awareness. Because of the quarantine we're not sure of how we're going to do that. We are exploring other options, but it will go on. I just, um, if the date changes, check us out on social media. Be looking out for it, um, for the flyer and the announcement. Also, we have some great guests lined up for our upcoming 
episodes. And we hope you continue to support us um, in tuning in and listening. Also, feel free to gift us to help us continue to bring you new episodes. Um, again, these shows are important. These episodes are important simply because it gives voice to the, those who feel voiceless. It's a trying time in the world as it is. It's also a trying time for parents struggling to continue after the loss of their child. And we want to continue to support them. If you know someone, if it's you, you need support. There are support groups out there. If you're afraid of going to uh, in public, and right now I know many are turning to online support, and that's okay. Um, use the support. Take advantage of the support that's out there. Remember, if you're in the Camden area, every first, every second Thursday of the month, Strengthening What Remains meets at 329 North Adams at 530. Like I said, right now, we're under quarantine. So, again, just reach out, find some support online. Get the support that you need. You are not alone in this. Again, subscribe. Leave your comments and your feedback to us, and we'll reach back out to you in whatever way is possible. We love you guys, and again, thank you so much for your prayers. It takes a lot to do these episodes, and I myself, you know, I, I've embraced, I'm embracing it. I'm continuing to embrace it. Again, I, I can't be afraid of um, the outside world. I take the precautions necessary, but I have to do what the Lord has anointed me to do. And regardless of what I think or feel, but we want to help who we can help. And your so your prayers and your listening, your support means a lot more than you would ever know. So we'll end this show. In Christ we find purpose for the pain, strength for the struggle, and faith for the fight. I love you guys. Be blessed.